0: From MediaCorp and One Up Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. I love you. Do you love me? I love you. Maybe it's not married. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's love. I just wanted to let you know that I miss you. i only loved one man. I've got a i on never gonna feel no other guy. I love you. I didn't know I could feel like that. A night out with my gay best friend. Picture this scene. Two guys, each a walking, talking sculpture of chiseled abs strutting down a runway. They're dancing with this kind of hypnotic grace, Every lean and twist amplified by the tantalizing whiff of the cologne. I had to stop John right there. Okay, hold up. Honestly, sounds a bit too intense for my taste. John has been my solid, unshakable pillar since secondary school. We bonded over our mutual war against acne and spent hours debating over skincare products we couldn't really afford. In fact, I figured out John was gay even before he did. Despite the whispers and giggles about how close we were, we knew the real deal. I was his ride-or-die girl space friend. The teasing eventually lost its steam when we turned 18. That was the year John really found himself, stepping into his truth with a flair that was unapologetic, utterly unique, and let's be real, dazzling. Watching him come into his own was an absolute joy. Though his adventures sometimes bothered on the wild side for me. But hey, I was always there to hear about his latest escapades, or at least I tried to with coffee in hand the next morning. His tales were like peering into a whole different universe, Singapore's answer to the glitz and glamour of Fire Island Pines. Joining him though, the very thought felt overwhelming. Or perhaps I was just waiting for the perfect excuse to dive in In the summer of 2021, my world took a hit. My boyfriend of three years ended things. He was in London for studies and I was back in Singapore. Turns out, our six-month long distance stint was more than he could handle. I later found out from a friend that the real reason was simpler. What he couldn't handle was the temptation of London girls. John, my rock and partner in crime, was there for me through it all. We drowned my heartbreak in ice cream and retail therapy. One day, he floated an idea. A night out at a queer club. Time to live a little, he texted. I paused, my thumb hovering over my phone as I scrolled through Instagram. Then I saw my ex, clearly enjoying his new life. That was the last straw. I texted John back. I'm in. If you've never had a night out like this, you're not alone. I hadn't either. But John assured me it was going to be one unforgettable night. We kicked off our night at Tantric Bar, an OG spot in the heart of Singapore's queer scene. John had always painted Tantric as this wild, bustling place swirling with a cocktail called Blue Spin. A daring mix of vodka, tequila and brandy that sounded more like a recipe for tomorrow's regrets than a drink. Walking in, I half expected to step into some kind of cosmic-themed joint but it was actually more like crashing at a friend's place. In a good way. The vibe was laid-back, a bit grungy, with comfy-worn couches, a shophouse turned into a haven for night owls. John, buzzing with excitement, made a beeline for the bar. Drinks on me, he declared. He came back shortly after with, you guessed it, blue spin. Though calling it blue-black punch would have been more on point. After downing a jug of it we stumbled over to the couches in the back, a little more wobbly than we'd care to admit. Settling in, I took in the scene. It was my first time in a bar that wore its queerness like a badge of honour. The crowd was a whole different universe. Guys locked in gazes, flirting with just a brush of the hand or a casual shoulder bump. And let me tell you, everyone seemed to have stepped out of a magazine. I was, admittedly feeling slightly out of place with what might have been the most unruly eyebrows in the room. I sneaked a look at John. He was scanning the room like a detective on a stakeout. Curious, I nudged him playfully. See any eye candy? He just grinned and subtly pointed to the far right corner see those two bet they just matched on some dating app I had to agree there was that awkward yet intrigued vibe about them like two people trying to figure out if they should invest or bail why John are you jealous nah I just thought we could stir things up join their chat could be fun Or maybe we should find you a date for the night. Before I knew it, John had latched onto my hand, pulling me along. No time like the present. Let's go. Wait, John, no! But it was too late to protest. John was a big guy. And well, let's just say I wasn't winning any arm wrestling contest. As we joined their conversation, I was taken aback. It was nice, actually. Not the usual bar chit-chat with its hidden agendas, but something genuinely friendly. Like bumping into an old-school pal you hadn't seen in years. I turned to John, surprised by my own revelation. This is different. (laughs) And what were you expecting? I don't know. Maybe shirtless guys and dance poles. You've always shared that with me. He paused for a moment, a tiny flicker of a grin emerging. Oh, don't worry. We'll get there. He was right, of course. An hour later, we spilled out of Tentrick, staggering the short one-minute trek across the street. What awaited us was, without a doubt, the most bizarre experience I had ever come across. We're here! I looked up and couldn't help but burst into laughter. The signboard, bathed in a soft retro yellow glow, read Sausage Market. It was like stepping back in time reminding me of those days tagging along with my grandma to old-school butcheries, the kind with worn-out flyers plastered all over and a lone Chinese sausage dangling like some kind of weird decoration. I hesitated, half convinced we were about to enter an actual meat market. John, are we seriously doing this? I muttered, stepping back into him. Trust me, The thumping music hit us first, a wild pulsating beat. Then I saw it, a runway smack in the middle of the place. I had to shout over the music to ask, What with the runway? Just wait until 11pm. I had a feeling I wasn't nearly drunk enough for whatever was about to go down. As the lights in the club dimmed to a near whisper, a single spotlight carved a path through the darkness to the edge of the runway. There stood a man, almost like a statue brought to life, ready to conquer the world, or at least the dance floor. And when the beat dropped, he sprang into action. Every move he made was like a pulse, a rhythmic mimicry of the music wrapped in an aura of pure, pure, unadulterated confidence. The crowd, myself included, was completely spellbound. It was more than just a dance. It was a powerful display of physical poetry, muscles and grace intertwining under the glimmering runway lights. Then, in a seamless, almost rehearsed moment, he was joined by another. The exchange so fluid It was like they were speaking without words, their bodies a continuation of the other's story. John beckoned them over with a wave that could only be described as theatrical. My attempts to protest were feeble at best, swallowed up by the electrifying atmosphere. As one of the dancers neared, John shoved a $2 bill in my hand. And in a moment that was equal parts exhilarating and mortifying... I found myself stuffing the bill into the waistband of his pants. John's laughter boomed over the music. Thought you said this was too wild for you? Seems like you're having the time of your life. I couldn't help but laugh along. Okay, okay, maybe it's not as ratchet as I thought. Moments later, John dashed off to the restroom, leaving me to soak in the vibrant scene. Looking around, It struck me just how much fun everyone was having. The laughter, the smiles, the carefree vibe. It seemed as though the stereotype was pretty darn true. Gays really do know how to have fun. I watched two guys on the edge of the dance floor, lost in a passionate kiss. When John made his way back through the crowd, I seized the moment, yelling over the thumping beats. We've got to find you a guy tonight. He gave me a look of mock horror. (laughs) Nonsense! Seriously, who do you think is cute? I'm on a mission as your ultimate wingwoman. Alright, let's see how this plays out. I was buzzing with excitement. I'd never played Cupid for John before and it was high time I got to know this side of him. My eyes darted around the club, trying to catch a glimpse of who he might be into. And then, I spotted him eyeing a tall Asian guy who could have walked straight out of a Taiwanese pop video. The guy was impeccably groomed. I mean, idol-level perfection. I nudged John, shouting, Hey, I totally agree. He's a catch. John's eyes lit up. Right? He's cute. Should I go ask him to join us? No, let's just have fun tonight. But I was already half out of my seat when John's grip stopped me. Hold up, we've still got one more stop tonight. Fine, but next place, I'm definitely finding you someone. John just nodded, probably struggling to hear me over the music. Our next stop was a place shrouded in mystery, at least that's how John pitched it. As we hopped out of the Grab Taxi, a lone LED sign flickered between Hell, Vacancy, and Heaven, No Vacancy, hanging above some heavy-duty rubber curtains. John's grin was all mischief as he ushered me in. Welcome to Hell, girl. Inside, a white neon sign flashed a cheeky warning. It's always your favorite sins that do you in. At this point, the night's cocktails were really starting to weave their magic and my buzz was riding high on a wave of exhilaration. At the bar, John ordered something called Meng Po Tang. Apparently, in Chinese mythology, It's the drink you take to forget your past life. Quite fitting for our night of escapades. With a cocktail of six different liquors causing through me, I felt the urge to play matchmaker for John once again, when suddenly, I spotted a familiar face in the crowd. It was him, the Taiwanese idol lookalike. I whacked John's arm, shouting over the music The Taiwanese guy's here. He just gave a half-nod, lost in the rhythm. Was he too drunk to care? Without waiting, I dashed towards Mr. Taiwan, barely missing John's attempt to hold me back. Hi. Hi, he replied with a grin. It didn't take much to convince him to join us. I mean, who could resist John's charm But when I returned Taiwanese hottie in tow John was nowhere in sight We searched until we found him Tucked away in a corner Our eyes met Mine sparkling with excitement His clouded with avoidance Then, without a word He bolted out of the club I muttered an apology to my bewildered new Taiwanese friend and hurried after John. My mind a whirl of confusion and alcohol-fueled speculation. John, what happened? His response was light, casual even. Nah, nothing much. You can go back and party if you want. Wait, something is clearly not right. Tell me. Nothing, I'm alright. No, you're not. Is it the Taiwanese boy? Is he not cute enough? No, he is cute. So then, what's the issue? John hesitated, a rare vulnerability peeking through. I'm just scared to talk to someone like that. I paused, thrown off. Wait, why? I thought these things were normal for you. I don't always. Those were just some nights. The alcohol was muddling my thoughts, but I tried to focus. So, what's the problem then? John's response was tinged with frustration. His voice edged. I don't know. This feels like some matchmaking game, and I'm not into it. I shot him a look, one eyebrow cocked and a smirk playing on my lips, the kind that's just begging for a reaction. Visibly irked, he shot back. What with the face? You're just being weird about this whole thing. I mean, come on. You're clearly into that guy. Just go for it. Stop overthinking. You're drunk. We should head home. He had a point but I couldn't help myself and blurted out, you're a gay guy, John. I mean, all gays are a bit wild, right? It's cool. His reaction stopped me cold. A flicker of anger, yes, but more than that, disappointment, and a sense of betrayal. It was like a splash of cold water on my face. I opened my mouth to say something, anything. But words failed me. I knew I'd cross a line, but the full extent of it was still dawning on me. John finally spoke, his voice heavy. You know, I'm really disappointed. I thought you, of all people, would be more sensitive, but it seems I was clearly mistaken. His words hit me fully sober. Just because John got me to step out of my comfort zone didn't mean I had the right to force him out of his. Worst of all, for my own amusement, completely ignoring who he was as a person. I felt like the world's biggest jerk. Feeling a wave of guilt wash over me, I admitted, You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just being a total boomer right now. John quipped We shed a glance before bursting into laughter Yeah Totally a boomer It's funny how the stereotypes of a wild queer night out can be both true and utterly false The spectrum of desires is as diverse as in any scene Some love the thrill of a new connection Others just want to enjoy the moment with friends Like John John who simply wanted to enjoy the night with me. No complications, no expectations. Just two friends out for a good time. That night, it was K-pop night. And standing outside, we both heard it clearly. The soft, subdued thump of a rising beat and a melodic, repetitive chorus coming. We looked at each other and it clicked. We weren't done yet. Not by a long shot. John, with a grin, said, You hear that? We're going back in. Unless, of course, your boomer bones aren't up for it. I couldn't help but smile, even as I rolled my eyes. Okay, okay, I deserve that. Let's do this. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love. Brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by OneUp Media. If you would like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Gwang Jin, script by RC, edited by Alex, audio experience by Ethan Sam, Wong An from OneUp Media, voiced by Gloria. Special thanks to executive producers Danny Cordy from Mediacorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love.